2: Welcome to the Extra Sauce Podcast.
3: It's my fancy sauce. I want some fancy sauce. Yeah. I'm not done using
2: it. With the czar of sauces, Greg Hill. I don't want to oversell this week's episode, but we may win some kind of an award based <laughs> on the... because. Well, first of all, because Danielle is, is here for the start of Extra Sauce. Hi. It's always nice to have you here.
0: Nice to be here.
2: Um, on the episode this week we'll get a little extra sauce by request on a new law which may allow women to take time off when they get their period and we'll also get a little extra sauce from comedian Bob Saget. Oh nice. And we're going to delve into a topic we touched on briefly this week, one of the most disturbing documentaries I have ever had to watch. I have to agree. A called Tickled which is on HBO. And it is about something that was on the internet that did not turn out to be what it really was. Like a lot of things.
0: (laughs) Mind blown.
2: But you're here because we discussed on the show this week this law in Italy, which would give women time off from work. While they are menstruating. Yes. And there were, there were a lot of listeners who asked that I get a little extra sauce on this because we had a chance to talk about it on the show, but we didn't really get to delve into it deeply.
0: And- it's an interesting thing. I, I don't I feel like you're using a lot of uncomfortable descriptors for this segment. Like what? What do you mean? Like Delve what? into it deeply. Delve Extra sauce <laughs> in and of itself. No, no. I mean, no, if I'm going to embrace my five-year-old self. Yeah.
2: No, listen, it's a topic that men don't want to hear about. Right. We don't want to talk about when you're menstruating.
0: Which is why this whole concept of paid leave is a little how you say ridiculous to me. Ah. So let's get a little background history on the concept of menstrual leave as it pertains to the workplace. 1920s, it started in Japan where they, craft, they, they drafted national policy that would give women time off, but no pay. And several other countries have since adopted the policy. For instance, Indonesia, women get two paid days off a month for their periods. Really? Yes. They get two
2: paid Now, you, how long does it generally last? Because honestly, you milk it for, for weeks.
0: Anywhere like between two and six days. It depends okay. on the woman. All right. Uh, South Korea, you get paid time off if you stay out of work. If you opt to work during your period, you get extra pay. Time and a half. Time and a half. Really? And then Taiwan, you get three paid days per year for your period. It all goes into part of the 30 common sick days that you get. But here's the question. Is it a human rights issue or is it sexism? Because I feel like people can argue... Both sides of the coin here, and like, how are we going to address it at meetings? You know, like Bob from accounting comes in and he's like, "Can everyone present the figures from the reports this week?" And Sheila is missing. Do, I mean, do they just look up at front and say, "Well, hey, Sheila's out sick." Wink, wink. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a whole other problem.
2: And it's going to be, isn't it going to be somewhat embarrassing, or very are, much so? I mean,
0: and right well, now, no, no
2: more embarrassing than getting a colonoscopy
1: and telling everybody about it. <laughs> or, you know,
0: that's for awareness that's, purposes. Yeah, that was so. for awareness,
1: All right. oh, okay.
2: but. It's I, I, like one of the most embarrassing things, and I'm a 50 year old man and I still can't get over it, is when you're told that you have to grab while you're at the grocery store, you have to. Grab a box of tampons right. It's like what, the what most- size, Im- it's What size? Like, what
0: absorbency?
2: Yeah. What's the, like, do you want the glide or do yeah. you not, like, what's, yeah. what's the- the uh, pocket
0: size? The athletic? The- <laughs> am I going to have to, like, you know, you have to get a doctor's note now if you're out yeah. sick. Am I going to have to provide tampon receipts to our boss don't want to take a few days off yes. for my period? Yeah. 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 You know, and then it, it makes it seem like we can't handle the workload. Right. That's why it's, it's not a good idea. You know, we already have to deal with the wage gap. It's going to cost employers more. Like- you know how they just got rid of the $200 for a new cell phone thing? The The price for the new cell phone was always built into your monthly plan that you paid, but now they just changed everything with cell phone plans. It's the same thing with a woman taking time off for her period. He's like, all right, well, if you're going to get three paid days off a month, we're just going to pay you less overall because you're going to cost uh, us more uh, and no, lost productivity. Yeah, that's no. true.
2: Yes, I I don't think it's, I don't think, listen, I I stand by you. And if you want it, well, a little it, too closely. If, if, if you want it, you can have it. Yeah. But I don't think women want to be identified as the sex that needs extra days off because for bodily functions. Well, like, I, it's, see, I see it as the human
1: right thing because this is something that happens with women and different women at different degrees. But it's it's something that happens to them. We have to deal with it. And I think we should make accommodations for that. Yeah.
0: There's a whole other level of inequality argument now. It's like the smokers. What about women who don't get their period? What about women who are menopausal? Yeah. What about individuals who identify as women yeah. that don't have female parts. Right. Like, what, why it, what, is it fair for Brenda to take off two days? But just because I don't get my period anymore, I have to sit here and work with you schmucks. Or
2: yeah. What if I'm a man who identifies as having my period? As, yes. as, my, as those who work for me often say, I am. I will I identify say, you, yes, is, as having yes, your period. Yes, from yeah, time so. to, time All to, right.
0: Time. I, well, think, I think we should work on either increased sick time in general uh, or, you know, paid paternity leave first for, for dads when, when the mom has the baby, because I think it, it would be great to have dads home, you know, for that, that beginning of life for the kids. So I let's know, work right. on stuff like that first.
2: Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you know why I began the podcast with this topic? Why? Because as they say in the news business, if it bleeds, it leads. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> so, wow. So, well. Well, let's watch. thanks, LB. Well, let's, well, let's, all, right. Yeah. all right, Danielle. Wow. Thank you very much for joining us on Extra Sauce. Our next guest on Extra Sauce is constantly trying to get our attention. Yes. He will be, he will, he'll be in town in about a month, but he wants to plug that show endlessly over the next 10 or 15 minutes, right. if that's all right with you, Shu. That's fine with me. I love him. All right. He just turned 60. We are now joined by comedian and actor Bob Saget.
3: How's it hanging there?
2: Well, I'm only fifty. I'm not sixty like you. Oh, so,
0: come
3: on! Uh, it's... Yeah, no, you're right. Gravity, gravity strikes. But actually, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I've got the parts of a 24-year-old guy, which is uh, they're in my they're in my freezer, and, oh. and, and they're in Tupperware. Oh. So. <laughs>
2: has it has uh has getting old? Has it it affected you at all?
3: Well, I'm not old. I'm you know. I can't even believe it. I mean, it's just weird. I mean, I have a woman. I'm dating a woman who's a woman for a change, which is good for me. Yeah. She's 37, and uh, I've never dated anybody that old. She uses a walker. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you know. I don't feel. I don't feel old at all. I, I don't definitely don't feel old in the work I do. Um, and I have friends that I'm, I'm friends with old men. Norman Lear is a genius. Is 94. and... Yeah. Don Rickles is a dear friend and when you hang out with old men, they smack you on the cheek and go, You're just a baby and I'm like, Holy crap, I'm gonna die.
2: <laughs> what's um what's it like hanging out with Don Rickles?
3: So much fun. It's just he's such a sweetheart. He is so funny. I mean I called him a few weeks ago to ask him how he's feeling, and he goes, What do I have to do to get you out of my life? <laughs> You think about I mean, those it's,
2: guys, it's, the like. You think about like some of those stories about him, or, or you know, you mentioned Norman Lear or Mel Brooks, or I mean, Mel Brooks was here recently doing doing something. Um, uh, you know, oh, that, was it the so, young, young Frankenstein? Musical? Yeah, like like a, like a no, it was a retrospective, like a oh. Q and A thing. Those right, guys,
3: they showed the movie, right? Yeah,
2: they just yeah. loved. They loved to work.
3: Yeah, and he is unbelievable. He is. I went to a thing for Norman Lear uh, uh, called Just Another Version of You, which was on American Masters on PBS. Mel Brooks came up to me, and he grabs me in the middle of the room. It's not not unlike Rickles. And he goes, I'm the only one here who likes you. Uh, (laughs) Uh. And there's just something about a yelling older Jewish man yelling at you. That's that's in, incredibly smart. I mean, you think about it. You know, Carl uh, Reiner, Mel Brooks, and Norman Lear for ten years made all the television movies that were comedy that we saw. So it's it's there to be respected. It's pretty cool. And they but still. I, no, I, don't, I don't. To answer your question, I, I don't feel old at all, and I, I feel pretty lucky to be able to go out and do comedy and and, and ma- I'm making a movie in July and. I mean, I'm doing all kinds of stuff that you you couldn't do if you were old and rickety, or your back went out, and all that stuff. You know,
2: those movies still stand up, though. And I wonder, with with no disrespect to the Hangover films or or Neighbors, or but you know, do you, like you know whether it's Young Frankenstein or uh, you, like things like Blazing Saddles or stuff like they mm-hmm. they they stand the test of time. I don't know if today's comedies would, Bob.
3: You know, there's a couple of them I think that are that good in their own way. I think this is the end. As edgy as it is, is, is a pretty damn good thing. It's 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 really consistent, the acting's at a pretty high level. Will it stand up to the others? You know, I, I was I've watched Young Frankenstein maybe fifty times. Um, it's it's a piece of art, you know, and you're laughing and you say the same jokes with the while you're watching it, like Rocky Horror or something, and Jerry Zucker's a friend of mine because I love the name drop. Because I'm a superficial LA piece of crap, but um, <laughs> but Jerry Zucker wrote uh, Airplane and with with his brother uh, David and Jim Abrams, and you know I pumped his brain for everything. You know, do you like gladiator movies, Joey? You know, <laughs> you, do, you, do you like to see a grown man naked? You know. Uh, Airplane is another movie. I saw it in a theater, a thousand people, and it was just, they were screaming. It was, it was, uh, and there's and one scene, do you remember Airplane? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's one scene where you go, I think the blank's going to really hit the fan.
2: Yeah. and you uh, I actually actually did. did. You can say it on, this, on, the, on the podcast. Oh, we, okay.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. The, the uh, I was going to come up with something stupid, but, but he says, the shit's really going to hit the fan. And all of a sudden, it hits the fan. A, a clump of shit hits the <laughs> yeah, fan. It's
0: so and, good. And uh, so Jer- I
3: asked Jerry, is that real real poo? And he goes, no, that was that was made by the props department. That's some kind of mud, and we worked real hard to get the right amount of green in it. I'm like, oh, God. Artists. <laughs> it, it, it sounds grosser to describe it. Just use real shit. I mean, for God's sake.
2: Right, and yeah. at uh, at sixty, that's probably what your bowel movement is going to look like <laughs> later on today.
3: Well, Why? Well, how old are you guys?
2: I mean, I'm fifty. Shoe, how old are you? I'm, f- I'm forty-eight. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not ragging on you because you're old. I'm. 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 you compatriot. So, but, I'm, I'm,
3: but I don't think I'm old. I think. I mean You know. I guess. I mean, eighty is is getting there, but um, ninety is close to gone, and a hundred. You know, you kind of just put them in the hole. You know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But right now, I mean, I feel like I've got the best decade coming up. I've got more work and the harder stuff to do than I've done. And of course, I'm doing Fuller House because that thing won't go away. So <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you know that'll be on. That'll be awesome. We were, uh, they said we were number one in Japan. So they flew us there for a press junket. And they said we're bigger than Godzilla. That's what they told us. And so uh, I ate a few of the people and stopped <laughs> on the others. Oh bob. <laughs> yeah, that's just
1: bob. Oh, yeah. Bob. oh bob. Oh bob. Oh bob. You know, you're mentioning that's why,
3: that's why I come to Boston for comedy at the Wilbur. I get to do my silly crap and nobody does anything but it, that that actual venue is one of the best in the country. It's such a good place. The Wilbur. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a great run. Yeah.
2: Do
3: you, I like
2: I mean, you must love stand up because it's got to be what are you doing this this tour is 4 months and so it's, uh, it's got to be s- somewhat of a of a of a of a pain in the ass. I mean, I, you're traveling all over the place, so you must love doing it.
3: it. That's what's happened. It's really weird. And because I have a new hour even from when I was in Boston last time which was like a year ago, I, it's a whole new hour because I want to do a new special. So you work it, you work it, and and then you get this new thing, and it's freestanding, and, and people get to come and see and not see anything they've seen before, and then you know for an encore because I do music, I do a lot of stuff people sing along with that have seen me and other people haven't seen me, and it's just really um, I, I'm an entertainment kind of I'm almost old school in that way. I want the people to feel that they got entertained, but I also I'm doing. I guess you'd call it edgy or profane stuff. I just do what I try to find funny. I just don't, you know. I don't know the whole thing some people are like, "Why aren't you more like Danny Tanner?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know what I do." Clean like, their glasses. I don't know what I'd do.
2: you know? <laughs> I. Oh no, people get really yeah. freaked out when they say, "Yeah, I, Bob Saget, America's father." You go to see him I, in his act, and he's and he's dropping f bombs, right. and he's, you know,
3: right? But the thing is. When you look at history now, I'm I'm the only one left you can trust. I, I I'm not medicating people or doing nothing. I just do a little right. a little a little R-rated, soft R-rated comedy at the Wilbur. <laughs> I don't take people back to my room and knock them out. And <laughs> I don't clouse it on below my audience.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I thought that was a Philly thing.
2: I guess not.
3: Yeah, right. Exactly.
2: <laughs> but hey, wait, hold on I, a second. Hold on, because J- as long as we got you, it just obviously every single person in, in comedy basically knew about the Cosby thing, correct?
3: Uh, pretty much. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you knew about it and did you think it was like overdone or like, you know, just a rumor that people talked about, like maybe it happened once or like, I mean, did it, like I just, it's amazing to me.
3: Well, you know, I wasn't positive. I'd seen things. I, Seen an incident, but I, I wasn't, you know, there watching, uh, you know, him finish or anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh. You know, but uh, you know, I, I am. Um, what's sad is, what's real sad is to see your an icon fall. You know, to see a guy that influenced me, that that wasn't one of my main. My guy was P- Richard Pryor, Rodney Dangerfield, and Don Rickles. Those are my guys, but with Cosby, it's it's. I mean, he was so good at what he did, and he was a good actor when he did *I Spy*, and when he did the show, and his family, father, and lecturing. It's just um, crazy, shocking. And then we see what happens with the news, and we see how it goes on a tirade, and they they fully have. I mean, it's it's a full-on. Um, I mean, they they deemed him guilty, and it it seems like. It seems like that's what he is, but we don't, you know, they haven't put him in a court of law, so.
2: Well, no, I guess we don't know, but, I mean, the.
3: Uh, But, I mean, if 40, 50 people come forward. Yeah. What are you you supposed to do with that, you know?
2: And it's kind of a a, a psychopathic thing.
3: Well, I've had 60 women come forward. because I had mentioned that I knew them, and they all claimed that I'd never touched them,
2: yes, and, they said actually and, that you didn't you didn't pleasure them they
3: they they know they, 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 no, they, the they admitted they admitted
2: making love to you, but they said there was zero pleasure involved whatsoever.
3: yeah, there was no love and there was nothing making that's the only <laughs> no nothing nothing good happened. yeah people aren't claiming that I did anything to them, so that's good news.
2: did you ever have did you ever have sex with a woman? Who was so no. in, who was no who was so into the Full House thing that it was obvious that she wanted you to go into Danny Tanner mode while 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 you were having sex.
3: That that has happened. We're <laughs> not like that. Not not like become the character, but answer questions about the show. And then the biggest buzzkill is when it turns all into just questions about Stamos. That's oh, the normal yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that causes me to retract. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> then you need the Viagra. <laughs> no, I don't need anything. Like my turtle just dies; he just goes away. <laughs> That's
2: it,
1: <laughs> and it's all yeah,
3: nothing will bring him back. I, not even like a pipe cleaner and duct tape. Nothing. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, I'm hoping that when you come to town in a few weeks, you'll come in the studio again because we love having you in.
3: I would love it. I, I'm going to. I, 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 you guys are the best. I mean, and I want you to come to the show. Would you do that?
2: Yes. It's Saturday, April 22nd at the Wilbur.
3: Yeah, and tickets are on sale at the Wilbur or through my website or whatever. And uh, I just, uh, I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you the day before, which I guess is the 21st. So All right. that's, that'll be perfect.
2: We'll Excellent. see you on Friday the 21st, and and uh, as always, great to talk to you, Bob.
3: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Have okay. a good one.
2: This may shock some of you, but I recently became obsessed with something on television. No. I don't get to watch a lot of television. <laughs> um, but uh, I became obsessed by an HBO documentary called Tickled, in, in which uh, a journalist from New Zealand encounters other journalists and uncovers a bizarre internet scam involving videos of adult athletic men tickling each other. And as it unravels, the documentary gets weirder and weirder and weirder. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say, Shu? I have to say, after you just said that, I'm imagining half
1: people listening to this podcast going, huh? <laughs> and the other half going, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, it what is. The... It really, the the level of weirdness in this documentary just goes sky high. It, it, it really does. Yeah.
2: and. We're lucky to have one of the journalists featured in the documentary, hal Carp on extra sauce this week to talk a little bit about tickled thanks for having me guys i I became intrigued about tickled and shared it with the with the with the listeners and i i don't know I guess the overwhelming response is how odd the whole entire thing is! Is uh, being involved in it? Do, do do you find it to be odd and weird and and uh, an amazing odyssey?
4: You know, I uh, given that I was originally involved in it seventeen years ago when the filmmakers contacted me three years ago, saying that David D'Amato was still doing what he was doing when I unmasked him and turned him over to the FBI. I was uh, I was shocked. Yeah.
2: It's interesting, I, you know. I, I want those who haven't seen the documentary to to, to watch it and and uh, and get it for themselves. But to to summarize, um, a reporter in New Zealand who is a one of these uh, reporters who generally does a feel good story, a, a funny story, comes across this international tickling federation league and and thinks it would make a great. <laughs> Would, thinks it would make a great story. Uh, competitive and, endurance tickling. Yes, c- competitive,
4: competitive endurance. CET. C-E-T yeah, right. C E T. Yeah.
2: Competitive endurance tickling, which happens to be a league that is full of athletic young men, who are who are oftentimes restrained and being tickled on a bed, um, and you can unfortunately see the direction this this is uh, heading in. So he is immediately told that they have no interest in an interview that uh, they, they identify him as a homosexual in, in their emails and lash out at, at, at him as a reporter. And uh, this begins the odyssey of him trying to get to the bottom of what this competitive Tickle League is all about. Y- you, however, have a, an amazing experience with the man who ends up being behind this whole entire thing. And... and um, I think your story is one that's interesting as well
4: yeah thanks it was um you know w- when the story first came to me many many years ago from that kid in australia um, it was it was hard to believe even back then you know it was it was shocking especially when we find out what you know his true identity is and what his day job is i don 't know if you want to
2: <laughs> well, yeah we, can get in, yeah, we yeah. can get into, I mean, tell us about, be, you know, being reached out to by this uh, by this kid in Australia. So
4: I I was doing an article for Reader's Digest magazine on a group then called Cyber Angels. Um, it was like an online vigilante group that helps people that were being cyberstalked. And remember, this is like 1999. Like the Internet was the wild, wild west. You know, if people were being cyberstalked or harassed, and they called the local police department. They would say, like, unplug your computer. You know, they didn't really. They didn't. They didn't really. Nobody knew what to do with it. And even still today, I mean, we have this huge issue with the you know international boundaries, which is one of the reasons Damato was able to get away with what he did. You know, continuing on an ongoing basis. But I told the people at Cyber Angels, I need to speak to somebody who's been helped, some people some victims that have been helped. And they said, well, there's this one online persona that's been kind of a legend as a cyber harasser and cyber stalker, this woman in Boston named Terry DeSisto. She's a college student and she harasses these teenage boys, you know, after they refuse to make these tickling videos. And I really thought it was like, I thought that's absurd. There was this picture that, that he was using, you know, to to misrepresent himself (laughs) as a young college girl in Boston. Of course, in the very beginning, I told one of the first boys I ever talked to, I told them, like, it ever dawned on you that this might be a man. I mean, it, it immediately seemed obvious to me, you know, that it was a man. Yeah. Because, you know, a woman would not be interested in this kind of thing. But um, the boys, were, I remember, like, the boys were horrified. They were like, what do you mean? Yeah. you know, They just couldn't believe that they were actually making videos for, you know, a man. So, like, I got a hold of a kid in Australia who told me that a cyber angel had contacted him and given him this zip file that shows up, you know, in the movie and told him, if you send this to Terry, she will leave you alone. And he emails it to me. It was in, I was in Texas at the time living in, it was like the middle of the night because of the time change, you know, difference. And I remember like sitting in the dark in my office and like opening that zip file and thinking like, oh my God, like this guy's a a principal or an assistant principal and a counselor at a school. Like it had all of his, per- somebody had hacked his hard drive, I think you know i mean we don't know for sure yeah but but it had like his resume emails to parents it was crazy i remember thinking like there's like this this is a man working with children every day
2: and doing what he was doing yeah with with uh, these online tickle videos and essentially online extortion
4: he was a narcissist i mean i was at that screening in in los angeles when he showed up you know, yeah. at the L.A. premiere. You know, yeah. I was there, wow. right? I mean, you know, just be, you know, and, and, you know, it's, he always thinks he's this, or used to, you know, think he was the smartest guy in the room, you know? I mean, his smugness and his arrogance that night, and a lot of the, there was some of this Q&A, it's not, I think it's online on like Facebook live videos, but, you know, I mean, he, he basically told Dylan that, you know, everybody in the movie is going to prison, Yeah, you know? Well, he yeah. was, I mean,
2: he, you know, he was, he was given, and again, I, I struggle because I know there are some who want every intimate detail because they've watched tickled, and then there are some who haven't yet. So I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but I mean, he had all this money, and he obviously had a, a fascination with, a, call it a fetish if you want, watching. Young men tickle each other, and so he created this whole entire enterprise, run by fictitious women, who would request these videos, and I and it's, lawyers. It's, the and, money he would oh, spend on oh, the lawyers. Yeah, I mean, did you ever? Who were vicious? Did you ever? But like, take a guess at how much he spent on this over the over the years? It's in the millions. I mean, he was
4: basically funding an entire industry to service.
2: Him himself. You yeah. know,
4: I mean, think of like think if you had like a small film industry that was making movies just for you. In other words, one person's consumption. And it won't. You know, at some point, I always wonder like, how many videos is enough? I mean, I don't think it, that's why I don't think it's really in the end. I think he definitely had a fetish about it, and I think the fetish is kind of twisted because they have to. You know, he preferred straight boys being yeah. tied down and tickled, yes. right? Yes. And, and he was so homophobic even though he prefers watching videos of boys tickling boys. And I mean, that's where
1: I thought the, the schizophrenia or the split personality I, I came think in. He, his homophobia was so great when dealing with uh, the guys from New Zealand, but he liked to watch the, the boys I think he stuff. hated it about himself. He, and that's he hated
4: it about himself, yeah. yeah. It's, oh, okay. it's, it's projected, it's self-loathing projected
2: outward. Yeah.
1: Millions of dollars.
2: Yes. Yeah. 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 Which is
1: insane. I mean, the the, uh, one of the lawyers, Kevin Clark, he right up front and in the documentary said, you know, we're dealing at a level where we're dealing with so much money where these people
2: have a different set of rules. Yeah. Yeah. And he was so, you know, when using the female persona, he was he was so threatening and he was, uh, you know, he, he was, you know, sounded like he would carry out those actions. However, when he's confronted and tickled, he, he almost turns into a, a pussycat. Like, you know, it's, it's, it, it was a weird dichotomy.
4: Yeah, he, I mean, honestly, he did not seem to me in person to be, like, a threatening presence. You know, like, like in L.A., just kind of a bizarre presence. Although, I will say, like, the comments he made, which are in The Tickle King when he was talking to Dylan on the street after the movie, you know, the comments he made about David Ferrier, I mean, I thought that borders on cruel.
2: honestly. Yes. I mean, yes. you know,
4: I thought, I mean, again, it's the homophobia, like where he said, like, you know, you're a family man, you know, you know, why are you associated with a gay man? I mean, you wanted to like smack him. <laughs> yeah. you know, And say like, you know, I, hate I, I, yeah. I hate to break <laughs> well, to you, But there's a good chance you'll probably get, you know, like.
2: What about, is, you know, what about the early on, um, when he was torturing that uh, that guy uh, who was acting as the agent uh, with regard to the death of his brother and torturing the his, death of his brother and, and torturing yeah. his Isn't mother,
4: that unbelievable! The mother, like yeah, yeah, with a poem about yeah. "Don't you wish? Too bad it's not the other." You know, David is dead and the other one's alive. Yeah, yeah. It was the detail,
1: yeah. like sending the birthday card. Yeah, you yeah. know, it was just like the yeah. level of cruelty by mail and and through digital you know well,
2: email and stuff yeah, that he and, went to and the level of creepiness i mean i but yeah. but you know he really early on identified the internet as a place where he could do these things and get yeah. away with it and he did for quite some time until these guys came along and really became the, the his thorn the thorn in his foot based on uh based on their investigation so i now he he recently passed away
4: yes he did
2: and and uh, we don't have really anything further other than his appearance at the screening um, anything further from him in which he explains his actions or or comments on it right
4: no, nothing else I mean you know uh he passed away all we know we it was confirmed with the medical examiner of the county you know <laughs> of um, so we know i mean I, I I know people have suggested that he possibly faked his death but I just don't think in this day and age, even with that amount of money, you could buy off you know government employees to that level.
2: However, if anybody could do it, yeah, he might be the one who would do it. You <laughs> yeah. know, I mean, after you watch I suppose, that, it's possible. I mean, like, would I be yeah. shocked
4: tomorrow, or like you know, like in a, in five years, if I got a call from another journalist saying like we just found David Damato, he's still making videos? Yeah. You know, um, I, no, I probably wouldn't be that
2: surprised. Out of all the stories you you've covered, where does this rank? when it comes to weird?
4: <laughs> this is definitely number one. <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: For yes. weird. This yeah. is definitely number one for weird. I mean, it has so many bizarre bends to it, you know, and we, and, it, and it's gone on for so long. I mean, quite honestly, when when he finally went to prison years ago, I really thought the story was kind of over then. You know, I thought, like, this would be a wake-up call for this guy, you know.
1: Now I saw you going back and forth with a woman on Twitter who was claiming this whole thing was fake and that it was all actors. And I have to say, it it does get so weird. It gets so hard to believe. But you're you're you you said no. You're you're pretty sure that. Well, this first
4: is- of all, if the whole thing if the whole thing was a mockumentary, then I'd be part of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I mean, like in other words, like I'd be an actor. I mean, like we'd all be actors, right? I mean, she's saying that David and Kevin are actors and. People even then though at Sundance were like, you know, there were people that were asking, you know, is it real? You know, is it is this real? Is this a you know, is this a mockumentary? You know, like Spinal Tap. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. you know. But no, it's it's real. I mean, I'm real, you know, David Ferrer's real, Dylan is real. I mean I was I've lived the story, you know and uh it's it's quite real i can assure you
2: unfortunately some might say it's yeah. it's real yeah. well the yeah. the documentary is called tickled it explores the competitive endurance the world of competitive endurance tickling cet and right. and uh, a man uh, yeah. and a man who was uh pretending to be various women and uh and doing and, things that shouldn't be done on the Internet. And, and uh, Hal, thank you so much for taking time to give us a little extra sauce.
4: Yeah. Hey, it was an honor to be on, guys.
2: That may be the first time anybody's ever said it was an honor to be on Extra Sauce. I think so. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed, or even if you didn't and you feel like lying, give us a good review, please. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, rate us high. Rate us. Review us. You can subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher. And we're always begging for uh, ratings and and reviews. And um, we'll be back next week with another edition of Extra Sauce. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?